0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe.
2: On today's episode of the Unwritten Rule, we've got some recruiting stuff to talk about with Mizzou men's basketball, so we'll dive into that little short saga. Uh, We'll have quick hits. We have our soccer jersey. It arrives, so we have our our official Unwritten Rule uh, team that we're aligning with for the next uh, soccer season, so I'm excited about that. Um, We'll talk about some of this, this baby Gronk chaos as well, um in quick hits and then we'll finish up with a little bit of nba finals talk as the nuggets putting the hurt on the heat now just one game away from becoming nba champion so all that and more got a great show ahead uh to kick off your week and it all starts right now attention everybody stop what you're doing it's time for
1: the unwritten rule a mizzou sports podcast brought to you by the believe network alongside peyton haverman and kenny van Doren. here is your host jack knowlton
2: welcome back to the unwritten rule today is monday june 12th peyton is getting getting Yoked
0: while we're sorry. It's my new regiment to uh, Had to get yeah? had to get some some gains in real quick. What weights were we working with over there? Twenties, fifties? Though the the, the uh, there are twenties and stuff back there, uh, but that was a ten just for the <laughs>
1: for a warm up. You know, yeah. it was ten yeah. on each finger though, so it was fifty. Is what yeah. I heard. That's what I saw. I was counting them when you were doing them. Mm-hmm. But we'll say I'm it's fifty. Yeah, 50 I'm a... all the all the ladies listening. That was fifty pounds. <laughs> yeah. I'm a firm my believer grandma,
0: for sure.
2: I'm a firm believer that if you if you do like uh a hundred curls of a one pound, it's the same as curling a one hundred pound weight once. I'm not sure that's, that's my weight
1: that's room. Science. Weight if room you do it really loss fast, loss. maybe Yeah. Like, just really fast. <laughs> quick curls. Yeah. And
0: you're using the wrong form, it's actually uh you use <laughs> I wanna it's I wanna be like... <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: one of those uh one of those like old, old people that walk uh, with, with the like shake weights, weights. Like at the power walkers. I, wanna do, I wanna uh, anyway, want to do, I want to um, become that. Anyway, great, great weightlifting advice from the unwritten rule. But we have a show, a real show for, uh, for everyone here today. A um, little bit of a slower Mizzou sports weekend. Um, Peyton mentioned before the show, we have a big weekend coming up in football visits um, with Ryan Wingo, especially the headliner kind of for that down the road. Um, but we had a little bit of a, a men's basketball saga. We talked about Connor Vanover when that all happened. Uh, which also, uh, did you guys see the video? He, he was like officially signed today. It was today. it was a few days ago, but yes, I oh, oh, was it. I saw it on today yeah. or whatever. But just the the highlights of that. I just
0: I don't know. I, I, I love the probably... Summit League camera work. It yeah. looked like they're shooting Bigfoot footage. Um, but uh, it was pretty pretty cool. Yeah, I just saw a lot of
2: pick and pops and just, you know, just a long limbed man shooting threes. That's that was pretty much all you got. But, you know, he's an interesting addition. So go listen to that show. We broke all that down. But um, we had another recruit or we had another recruit for down the road. a Twenty twenty four guy by the name of John Bull, um, who was in the mix um, and, you know, Missouri. Seemed to be seemed to be in and about. He put them in what it was his top eight, I believe, Mm -hmm. um, but ended up committing uh, to Florida on Saturday. So um, losing out on the seven, one center, he goes to sunrise Christian. um, He committed to the Gators. So I guess, you know, just thoughts, thoughts from you guys on that situation. If you can go, you know, maybe a little deeper on, on what I summarize, but John Bull now officially in my former future Missouri tiger uh, list.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a good way to put it because the hype was there, uh, for Mizzou. Uh, the rumors were flying for a bit, um, about bowl, but ultimately didn't materialize. Um, it's fair to be frustrated, I guess a little bit with that one, uh, just because the optics of him picking Todd golden and Florida after they, uh, had a worse season than, uh, Dennis Gates and Mizzou did. Um, especially considering the roster golden inherited was probably better than the one Gates inherited, even though Gates agreed essentially and tore apart the whole roster pretty much. Um, So that, I mean, it it, but that just ultimately is what recruiting is. Sometimes Uh, it it doesn't always come down to who's the better team. Uh, It doesn't come down to who's got more of a path, like, because i know florida of course has a big man transfer from marshall i believe who's going who's yeah. got like two or three years of eligibility they got another big man commit recruits don't think a lot about that like this time i i can't speculate whether nil was involved with it or anything sometimes you just lose out on recruits it was one recruiting battle for a class that's still more than a year away really shouldn't be cause for any panic um
1: but, yeah. John Bull's a big-time name, too. It's not like he's just some other guy that Mizzou really missed out on that used to play in the state of Missouri, um, played last or this past season. He's going to play his next season um, in Wichita at uh, Sunrise Christian. But he was a Christian Brothers guy. I mean, Christian Brothers College in St. Louis. Yeah. He's an in-state product. Um, but he's a number three center in the 2024 class, according to 247 Sports. He's a 23rd overall prospect. That would have been a huge get for Mizzou. I mean, a huge get for Dennis Gates in his first really real cycle of recruiting um, with the summer recruiting there. And I mean, a seven foot one center who could really dominate, you know, not right off the bat, but, you know, he'd definitely be in a rotation in that 2024-25 season would have been big. But, you know, Mizzou's going to play this guy. They're going to play against him. They're going to see what they possibly missed out on. And it's not the end of the world, though, when you look at the future of what Mizzou basketball has to bring. Of course, there's no actual commit from that 2024 class yet we haven't even really seen any verbal commits either so it's just it's just a miss for right now
2: yeah I like the you make a good point Kenny with the the SEC rival factor there that might be you know maybe add to some of the frustration um like like I said you know there were eight schools that he had in that final eight and so to you know to have him pick one that, yet, like you said, is going to play every season while he's there. It might be it might be a little little bitter depending on how his career plays out. Um, but I, I do want to ask, like you know, Peyton, you you kind of said there's no real reason to be to be nervous. Obviously, you know, I, I think I agree with you. Um, you kind of have to focus on the present with a coach as good of a first season as he's had entering just his second year. I I think I like how he's kind of retooling with. Um, you know, a more established college weapons. And he had a good, you know, he has a good class of 2023 coming in. Um, you know, there's some exciting players there. We've talked about that already on this show, um, but Missouri, you know, this would have been their first commit in the 2024 class. Um, I'm just looking at like the, the recruiting rankings on 24, seven sports, North Carolina is the number one ranked uh, team. And they've, they have just three commits and two five. It's because they have two, five stars. So, you know, you guys, neither of you guys I assume would say that it's necessarily a big deal that Missouri hasn't landed anyone in this class, uh, you know, from this class. I know Gates has said he kind of wants to, you know, he's kind of always recruiting. He kind of always wants to be to be searching for ways to improve and reshape his rosters. But, you know, doesn't seem like it's super important to be starting to do that in, in July
0: of 2023. Um, yeah, oh, I mean, I, I was just going to say, um, he didn't get, I mean, last year, even the 2023 class didn't have their first commit until Anthony Robinson committed like in the middle of the summer. Right. Like, it was not a it's not. A, a, and that wound up being a pretty good class. I, I don't know the exact rankings it had in the composite, but I, I don't think it was very negative. Um, Pierce also came in later in the summer. Butler was in the middle of the school year Um so there's really no reason to panic right now. I mean, the 2024, the two targets we know for sure that they've been heavily after are Bowl, who has moved on, and Jaron Stevenson, who doesn't look like he's going to come to Mizzou. That's just what recruiting is. It's kind of nice to know that Mizzou had a chance at both of them, um, but ultimately recruiting is about going after backup targets and backup targets, especially for a school that hasn't reach blue blood status maybe it will one day but it isn't right now like mizzou is
1: the last thing i wanted to point out there i did say that that was his first like this is dennis gates like first summer of recruiting i meant like first one after having a full season of what right, he could actually right. show at the sec uh, my next thing is but jack you said it's eight schools it was seven schools oh um, my god one no, of them is overtime elite yeah. and you know oh yeah that's right tried that right. tried the, the the professional circuit for 16 yeah. to 20 year olds um, missed that. And there was also some jokes out there that Mizzou was on his top eight twice because he had the block M. But right. the so, five schools, M. Really. so it's five schools. Yeah. Really? So five. Mizzou barely missed out there. Yeah.
2: I had my numbers way off base. Um, it is interesting. 2023 class. I just pulled it up. So Missouri was 28th with the three commits Robinson, Pearson, Jordan Butler. Um, that is two spots ahead of Illinois and three spots ahead of Arkansas. Of course, teams that, you know, they play every season again, all of that's relative depending on how good, you know, these guys pan out,
0: but, and, and don't forget Arkansas likes to do all yeah. their work in the portal. <laughs> they, if you sure do. if you're, if you have a pulse and entered the portal, Arkansas has reached out to you. Yeah. <laughs> this is also, this is also just funny. I'm just going on a little tangent now,
2: but uh, I, I just went and clicked in like Missouri 2024 basketball commits. And I forgot the 24 seven ranks you're Like best, like top 10, basketball commits ever and it's a pretty funny list you got michael porter michael porter Junior is the best one uh aiden shaw was the eighth bet is the eighth best recruit mm-hmm. in zoo history according to 24 7 sports
0: the athletic he's super athletic the ceiling is very evident there you go so yeah we'll see we'll see what sort of role um he steps up
2: uh in the in the coming seasons but yeah no john bull unfortunately um despite being on there twice that I guess that was a, that was misleading. Glad he didn't pick overtime elite though. Other side note, don't like that league for, a, a I would player. have preferred, I would have preferred OTE over Florida. I, I guess as, yeah, as a Mizzou fan to, you know, not to worry about having to watch John bull. I guess that's a, that's a fair one. Um, Peyton, do you want to touch before we do like quick hits, do you guys want to touch briefly on just like general Mizzou recruiting? Cause I'm just like, I scroll through Twitter and I see all these names. Seems like a lot of guys are being offered. You know, is there, I guess, you know, any any updates there? And, you know,
0: mention obviously, the, I mean,
2: coming up with Ryan Wingo.
0: June is like their big visit month. They're having a big group of guys cycle in and out uh, every weekend. The big one is June 23rd when that seems to be they're having just about everyone uh, on Earth show up. Uh, I did, I did, including Ryan Wingo, I did see today, I believe, Aiden Glover. Who was the three star that when Drinkwitz realized uh Kalen was leaving, uh, that he offered him. He did. He visited this weekend. Uh, there's a photo of him uh with Drinkwitz. That's one they definitely I think would like. He's starting to gain some traction. When Mizzou offered him, I believe, he had Northwestern and like Boston College set up his visits. And now he's starting to get some more offers. Uh so that's going to be one to watch. I think that's probably their primary QB target for this cycle at this point. So we'll see how that shakes out.
1: And one of the big names that, you know, is out there still, uh, Williams, uh, Nwanary, who's a defensive lineman out of Lee Summit. And we've seen Mizzou go after Lee Summit high schools like every single year. I mean, that's where one of the best quarterbacks of all time in Mizzou history is out of Lee Summit. And that when you can paint that picture to somebody, you can prove that, you know, staying in state is important. The only thing about Williams is that he's the third best, he's the third ranked player in the nation for the class of 2024. Of course, at Crystal Ball right now for 247, Reeds, Oklahoma, a guy like Ryan Wingo, Peyton mentioned, Jackie mentioned him too. He's been bouncing around some SEC programs as well. Um, so it's really about, you know, this summer trying to flip those guys, trying to paint a better picture of what you can do at Mizzou. And we've talked about this before. When, you, when Drinkwitz is talking to these guys, he's telling them you can play now. When you go to schools like Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, you're waiting. You're sitting. Even though you are a top ranked guy, you're not going to be the first target. You're going to be the first guy off the line. And this is like the best thing he can paint is that you're, an S- you're with an SEC program. You've, this team is dwindling around 500. It could have won seven games, eight games last couple of years, a team that almost beat the number one team in the nation who ended up winning the national championship. So there's a, there's a, a picture to paint there. And I think definitely guys like Williams and R- Wingo, they could be options moving forward. They could be starters in their freshman season. If, if that's really, if they choose Mizzou over some of these big time schools. That was a big part of the
0: pitch to Luther. I remember um, was, Hey, if you go to Georgia or Oklahoma where he was originally committed, you would go there and you would just be a guy. Like you could come here and be the guy, um, mm-hmm. especially being a hometown guy. Luther burden is super talented. I'm not saying he definitely wouldn't have gone to a Georgia or an Alabama and, Totally let this mark there, but they're pulling in four and five stars every single cycle. Um, Mm -hmm. Whereas Mizzou is not doing that. So, and Wingo and Winery, um, those are basically Mizzou's last shot to really secure a good twenty-four class. I mean, everyone else in the top ten of Missouri has seemingly gone elsewhere. Um, So those two, Wingo in particular, I think have Mizzou's full attention, and I also. I lied. Aiden Glover's most recent tweeted offer at least is Mizzou. So
2: there you go. Yeah. You mentioned Twitter, Peyton too. I'm, I'm looking at the feed while we're talking here and, and the, you know, some of these players we're mentioning are, are chiming in on some stuff. Uh, there's the, there's this wide receiver recruit. And J- his name is James Madison, which uh, is not good for Googling uh, to try and find his <laughs> recruiting profile, by the way, and a president. We also, we had the president <laughs> and the other college, um, go named Dukes. after the president. Yeah. Named after the president. Um, but he tweeted uh, earlier today on Sunday. Um, Why don't we turn the city up fam at Williams, Noir and Williams, Noir, quote tweeted it with the, or
0: Winary, sorry. Um, quote tweeted it with we'll the, we'll figure out how Y's to say his it, emoji. Really. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, no, I did see that. This is just how recruits you got know. a little teasing going on, uh, mm-hmm. you know, amongst,
2: amongst the, the Mizzou. Yeah. Williams, Williams, one area. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure if he becomes a tiger, everyone will, uh, We'll, uh, Daniel get pronunciation down.
0: Daniel Kalen was uh, Mizo was basically another recruiting coordinator for Mizzou until he decided to be the Husker's second choice. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a, that just shows how fast stuff can change.
2: So yeah, a lot of a lot of recruiting trail stuff. Um, we'll obviously follow along closely. It'll be exciting to see you know if, if stuff kind of heats up for for Wingo and Waneri in particular any other any other uh mizzou things to share oh wait my dank williams i forgot to or not there yeah i think no dank brown they're also in for a guy named his name is uh zyron brown um he got an offer earlier today i think he uh tweeted it but he uh his nickname is dank or at least on twitter that's what he put in quotes so i i'm all in on dank brown i think (laughs) mizzou should should throw everything they can give the nil bag to to
1: dank what position does he play
2: let's see i think, I think he's a defensive lineman oh no okay offensive
1: i was lineman. Offensive i was lineman. guessing that he was like a a uh, wide receiver a defensive back with a name with a nickname like dank, dank brown no is yeah. he uh sounds like he's like nasty like on nasty wide out <laughs> no uh Matt jacob peeler yeah Oh yeah, he, then... he,
0: he did take a visit this weekend so is he's like
1: 6'4 right he's a big dude 6'4 six six four, four, th- 290 6'4 295
0: 90.
2: two hashtag trench dog in his twitter bio
1: and you look at that his profile picture he does not look 6'4 he looks like 6'7 that guy is a big dude yeah, i saw that i saw it like just because he,
0: he must have impressed them this weekend because he came in without an offer visited mm-hmm. this weekend and left with an offer so. there you go he um
2: his and now his Twitter header is him in a Mizzou Jersey. So that appears, that appears to be an okay situation there. So that'll be a, that'll be a big day for the podcast. I'm declaring if Dank Brown, if Dank Brown becomes a Missouri tiger,
1: he'll, make his, he'll, he'll announce his commitment live <laughs> on the other rule.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we could <can> shoot, <laughs> shoot him a DM. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We'll go, we'll go live for that one. YouTube stream. He All right.
0: Callers cool. from other power five schools. Oh, Ol- Nope. Not Ole Miss. Uh, Georgia Tech and Cincinnati and Stanford. So, okay. All right. Tulane also in there. Some uh, comp there. Mm-hmm. Some comp there.
2: We'll see how that goes. Okay. Yeah. Plenty of, a, uh, plenty of Mizzou, uh, recruiting stuff. We will, we will switch over, uh, to quick hits and dive into that. Plenty of fun stuff. It's the time. Quick hits time. We get everyone jersey of the weekend. Kenny has the spelling bee. Jack's least favorite segment. Everyone's best beat of the week. The
0: Dirty Bird of the weekend. The best thing we learned. And of course, the ratio. Slash Joker, we haven't done that in a long time. Well, no, because we've had ratios, man. Tell us a joke, uh, Peyton. Why couldn't the pirate get into the movie script straight from Spongebob, guys? I don't know. Because it was rated R. All right,
1: Jersey of the Week. Our Jersey of the <laughs> Weekend. <laughs> All right, Jersey of the Weekend. Uh, we're going down to uh, South Los Angeles here. Lane Kiffin, former USC coach, <laughs> now the head coach at Ole Miss. His son, Knox Kiffin, class of 2028. He's a quarterback. He knows how to sling it. He's pretty big. For his age, too. I mean, he looks like a pretty big dude in this photo. But he's posted up in a USC jersey. Um, Of course, his dad used to coach there. And Lane Kiffin tweeted, Who would have thought? Thanks for taking good care of him and his buddy Hud at Lincoln Riley. He said, You are his new favorite USC coach ever. My son trolling me. Um, And you go to Lincoln Riley's Twitter. Lincoln uh, quote tweeted him and said, And he's my favorite Kiffin ever. Great having them back. Spun it well yesterday. Just some fun trolling there, but my jersey of the week is Knox Kiffin in his USC jersey on his official – or just on a visit.
0: This is a fun one, uh, especially when you consider the whole Kiffin exit thing, getting tarmacked uh, Mm -hmm. and everything. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, Lane Kiffin's – he's funny. Uh, Him and Drink go at it on Twitter a lot. Uh, They're entertaining. Uh, He's a good troll. I mean, Kenny, you went to the Texas Bowl – between oh,
1: yeah. uh, Ole Miss and, <laughs> and Tech. he was Then
0: he did not take it seriously at all. Uh,
1: so. Fourth and three, quarterback like scramble. Like it was just the same stuff every single time. It was a quarterback draw, quarterback draw, quarterback draw until the point that his quarterback could not run anymore, and they mm-hmm. just got blown out. He did not want to be there. I don't think he wanted any part of the Texas Bowl.
0: And as a repayment for running his quarterback into the dirt, he recorded he Bleah. he recruited two uh, QBs out of the portal. So rewarded jackson dart well my uh jersey of the week this week is actually not a jersey at all it's uh the el paso high school helmets uh the el paso high school helmets uh pretty much a blatant ripoff of oklahoma state's uh cowboy script but boy i am just a sucker for script helmets they look so good uh if you've followed along with the show long enough you know i am a big uh tiger script advocate um, i think it looks great uh we'll hear more about it this football season when we get the oh, Aitans yeah. uniform reviews of the week um these are they're beautiful um we can't pop them up on screen but kenny will tweet them uh sorry the the bot are we still pretending it's a bot i don't think we do that anymore kenny will Trying tweet pop- them bot died but yeah, yeah the, bot, the bot was uh removed Elon on terminated him. Mm-hmm. took him out uh, back he got turned into a battle droid. yeah script helmets are beautiful anyone that disagrees is um old <laughs> <laughs> that's it I, I seem to the the people that don't really love the um script tiger helmets seem to be old people for the most part so <laughs> <laughs> nothing nice. wrong with being
1: old yeah
2: Helmet of the week. We'll be there one
1: day. No,
0: unless uh, <laughs> except for your helmet taste, then that's the only thing wrong.
2: <laughs> your helmet tastes have to stay young. Um, okay, uh, my jersey of the week. Uh, we so a couple weeks back, Kenny uh, had announced we we did a was it classic football shirts? Is that the the, the company that you ordered it through? It's Thursday? called Away Days. Away Days, uh, which they send like random just like a random soccer jersey you don't know what you're going to get and i thought it would be fun to uh give the unwritten rule a team to follow for the year um we were hoping it would be you know sort of an afc richmond-esque like a tiny little english club that like uses i don't know like a coffee shop as its away (laughs) entrance which a a premier league stadium will do next year it's literally a, a house shout out luton town um but we got the jersey kenny got it what yesterday today yeah, I came in yesterday. Yeah, so Tuesday Kenny's yesterday. rocking it. It is a Bayer Leverkusen jersey, which I'm very, very excited about um, personally. Not only just because uh, you know they're a, they're a decent team. It's not a it's not a little Italian club or whatever Kenny Kenny didn't want <laughs> to avoid. Um, but just as an overview, so this is this is now our our official uh, team for the next season. So we're going to be Bundesliga fans, um, which for those who don't know is the top league in Germany. Um, Bayer Leverkusen, um, beat in that. Let me see. I think they finished fifth. This is bad of me. Um, they finished fifth. I'm googling the table, but they compete in that, so they'll they'll also be playing in Europe. They'll be in. They the, finished sixth on the table. They finished sixth, so they'll be in. They'll be in Europe too in a confer- competition called the Europa Conference League. So we'll have those those games where they'll play random teams from like Latvia and Kosovo <laughs> and you know maybe like a smaller English team, West ham won that this year. Um, if y'all know that club, anyway, tangent over, um, I was even more excited because I have actually, uh, in my, in my youth, when I played soccer, um, I went to a camp that was actually run by Bayer Leverkusen coaches. So they came over to America and like taught us how to, how to play the German way. So Mm -hmm. I've, I've actually been like a low key fan of this club for some time. Um, they're very good. German soccer is fun to, to watch. So, yeah, I was really excited. Bayer Leverkusen, they'll be our team. Yeah, Jacko, shout out that kid. You have some,
1: uh, some spots on the shoulder. There and you some go. Some good stripes on them, too. It's
2: a good jersey. Yeah, I'll have to, yeah. I'll have to awesome. order, order my own. But, yeah, mm-hmm. that is the official unwritten rule football clubs. So they better show up. What's going on? Yeah. What happened? Some some offseason moves need to be made. Um,
1: the players took a lot of bear this off season <laughs> yeah too much no, no wait no free ads no free ads no but yeah free they ads. took a lot of yeah. <laughs> sorry leap they, yeah now they feel better yeah okay <laughs> um so yeah that's our soccer team that's i was pretty team. excited about it i mean i watched the first two episodes of season three of ted lasso today i'm watching my mom so i am a little bit behind i know everyone's been done with season three um but i'll give you guys my thoughts when i finish that hopefully i finish it by the next episode um, but yeah, this was really just inspired of me just trying to get back into soccer. I went to a soccer game on Saturday. Uh, Houston Dynamo defeated the defending MLS champions, LAFC, four okay. nil in full time. Unbelievable Isn't this the best experience thing you this week. Yeah, it's <laughs> not. It's not. It's not the best oh, thing you oh, learned this it. week. Okay, I switched it, and so um, great experience. I, I heckled so much, and no one around me was heckling. I was just yelling at the person. Like, we moved up closer. <laughs> um, don't tell Seat Geek, we moved up closer. Uh, we were sitting there just letting them have it in the corner kicks for some of these uh, nice LA, LA um, forwards. And I was just letting them have it, and no one around me was really into it. They were just nice. more like just cheering for everybody. I'm like, that's not what we're doing here. And uh, my buddy not
0: your fans are behind the times, it appears. Yeah. My well, buddy
1: Quinn, Quint who was there, uh, who he worked for Austin FC this past summer. And so he's a big Austin FC fan. And people there were just heckling him, though. They weren't heckling LA fans, they were heckling him because that's, I guess, a new rivalry with state, Austin yeah. FC in state there. And I mean, it was it was pretty funny. The guy was like, "It's like you're brave to be wearing that jersey around here, buddy." And I was just like, "Well, that's that's pretty. <laughs> I've never heard that wow, before." A- <laughs> I, I was like, "Hey, let's just get out of here. Let's just keep walking." And he's yeah. yelling, "Hold this cell! Hold this cell!" And I was like, "Okay, we're not gonna yeah. start a fight at a soccer game." But overall, it was a really fun experience. I mean, I'm trying to get more into soccer, or back into soccer. I mean, the last time I really cared was the 2010 World Cup. Um, well, back when we were just young little guys, um, young now. I'm um, getting into the German circuit here. With yeah.
2: The, they show the Bundesliga on uh, ESPN plus. So it's like, it's very awesome. watchable. Um, nice. So their, their games will be available and yeah, they'll be in a Europe, European competition too. So we'll, we'll have plenty to watch. I'll keep it. Uh, I'll keep all you boys locked in for if, if we, you know, yeah, well, I'll get a scarf. I'll put it on my wall or something, but awesome. I'm, I'm excited too. I, the, their, their coaches were, were real cool. They would, they'd be like, they'd be, we'd be in like a little training drill. And we'd be like, a, you'd have to pass through some cones and shoot it. And he'd be like, okay, you go tack, 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 goal, shoot. <laughs> and they just had like super thick German accents. I was going to ask you like how, how good was their English? They, they, we were, all, they were all very good at English. Um, okay. They, yeah, none of them are, none of them are too bad. They like, I guess they really wanted to like start, they helped start a, a soccer club here in like Milwaukee where I live too. I like some of them. So they, they, they loved coming to America and showing us what was what,
1: but um, yeah, go, go buyer.
2: Go, Levercou- awesome. Go Leverkusen. Go okay.
1: Leverkusen. Onward. That, that plays into the spelling bee this week. Oh, we're we're so- going to give you four Leverkusen players. I oh. thought this would give a one-up to Jack because he might know some of these players just because yeah. he's very familiar yeah. with soccer. And he was also doing a lot of research, or not research, but really just looking back at this team. Yeah. Um, so we're going to start with Peyton, though, this time, just because Jack might have um i'm gonna laugh hand. i'm gonna laugh at some of these names if i know it. some of them could be could be deep cups though soccer rosters are bigger than than people realize mm-hmm. yeah they're, they're, this is a very big roster i mean there's guys on here that didn't even get to play last season yeah um so we're gonna start off with one of those guys who didn't play he didn't play in a single game last year Who's 19 year old midfielder um so peyton here is the first name uh leon cole
0: Leon
1: cole
0: feels too easy
1: l-e-o-n Correct.
0: C O L E. Nope. Jack. All right. It was too easy. Oh, I'm assuming. I, I'm, I'm not...
2: assuming is German. So I'm actually gonna go. K O H L. Is it like that Kohl? Was
0: my next? Yes. Yeah. And he, the has the, he has the two dots on yeah, the O above the O. Yep. Yeah. yep. I
1: right. think I do actually know who he is. He's a younger player, so I mean, he might just this might be his first season coming up. But we got to pick a favorite player
2: as it goes on, too. Someone, someone that
1: really really embodies
2: the spirit of the unwritten rule.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, we'll find someone. (laughs) I mean, there's there's guys from everywhere. You know, I mean, they need an American. International soccer is Um, Peyton. Next name, Jonathan Ta. (laughs)
2: Jonathan, I can I can do this one.
1: J O H N A.
0: K-O-H-N.
1: Yeah.
0: A. Wait, no, Jonathan. K-O-N. Yeah. A-T-H-A-N. There you go. Ta? Mm Mm-hmm. Ta. Ta. T-A-A.
2: Nope. Yeah, it's just T-A-H. Correct. I I believe believe, because he's German too. I
1: think you actually pronounce it like Jonathan Ta. Jonathan Ta?
2: Yeah, I think so.
1: Okay, well, I mean we have that we have a friend, or I have a, I have a friend this past semester at Mizzou, Jonathan Schmidt, who was on the track and field team. Yeah, he, he said it was Jonathan, so that's interesting. Okay, maybe I it mean, is just go, Jonathan. I don't know. I, I, people pronounce things differently. So, <laughs> um, next name, Peyton, you're up on the block again. is Patrick Pence.
0: Oh, I Patrick don't know Pence, I bet he spells Patrick weird. Kenny, am I correct?
1: I'm not giving you that.
0: P A R, or P A T rather. R. I. C. K. Yeah. Okay. Pence. Mm-hmm. Like the British, pence. like the British currency. Like running for president, Mike. I'm not telling you how to spell his name. Pence would be twelve pence. Can I get the last three letters of his name? P. E. N. P. E. Nope. I hate soccer. Is it just P. E. N. S. E.
1: Nope.
2: Oh, I don't, yeah. I don't know.
1: P-E-N-T-Z, Pence. Oh,
2: oh Pence. Oh, like lords. Can we? Can we ask where? What uh, nationality they are? Can yeah, I, you can do that. Okay. You can Ask All their right. height, their I'm weight. Start their doing age. that just in, in general. None <laughs> of that. Will help their age. Me. <laughs> can you use his name in a sentence? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I will tell you that uh, Jonathan Pence. We get it right here. He's a goalkeeper. He did not play in a single game I last it was Patrick year. Patrick Pence or Patrick Pence. Sorry, I combined Jonathan and Patrick. <laughs> Jonathan Taw. All right. Next name, I just lost him gonna go find him again. Florian Wurtz. Oh,
0: yes. Wertz is the one that's gonna get me F L O R I A N Florian. Florian. Wertz. It's W E R T Z or W U R T S or something like that.
1: Both are wrong.
2: Jack. Okay. So uh, do you, sorry, I'm going on tangents when I know the background of these players. Do am I, I'm, I'm going to do that too. I'll do the name first. I Correct. believe actually it's W I R T Z. Correct. Yeah. So Florian Verts, he will be an early candidate for the favorite player. He's like 21 and he's, he's kind of their He's kind of their wonder kid. He, he came up, he was going to go to the world cup with Germany and he like tore his ACL. It was super big bummer for him. Cause he was a young guy. It would have been mm-hmm. his first one. Um, he's very, very good. He's like an attacking mid, kind of at the heart like part of any of their attacks that go forward. So
1: we got a young we got a young up-and-coming superstar. He's he's good. He uh made 17 appearances this past season. Yeah. Uh subbed in six times, had one goal and six assists. Yeah, he's he's a creator. He he's he's had Hold some on. injury problems, but yeah, he's, a, he's a creator. a awesome. creator. Oh, I'm so excited for for right I <laughs> hate Bundesliga. <this> <laughs> It's okay, Payne. I really wanted an English team, but um, I guess we'll survive with this. Yeah,
0: now we're stuck with (laughs) Bundesliga. Bundesliga. All
2: right.
1: Right. Uh, Best beats of the week. All right. Best beats. I'm going back to the NHL here. I got over five and a half goals in game five of the Stanley Cup. Last two games, game three and game four, both totaled five goals each. Um, Right now, the Vegas Golden Knights lead 3-1. It's time to scrap that. Um, first two games were seven goals and then nine goals. We're getting back into some scoring action here, and I, I would say it's a must lose or a must can't win. Lose. Oh, it's a can't lose, can't, can't lose. lose, must win uh, for the Panthers in Game Five. Facing
0: elimination will tend to do that. Yeah. yeah. Well, should
2: we should we give a should we give an update? I keep I feel like we have a uh, we tweet them, but uh, do we want to do a scoreboard
1: update overall? Yeah, I can each? hold it up right now. Um, I am currently in the lead. Uh, give me all your money. Uh, we are. I'm leading 4 0 after the Nuggets covered a three and a half spread um, in their last NBA Finals game. Peyton is two and two after there was not a lead larger than 17 or larger lead than 17 points um, in the last Finals game. It was 17 and a half on the spread, and the largest lead was 17. Um, Jack, Just you me. had MPJ, first point scorer. Uh, no. What a uh, waste. Now one and two. Hey, gonna, it. I said, I was going to,
2: I said, I was going to kill the parlay and it did.
1: It you did, you did call it. Yeah. Um. Maybe I'll make, Well, up if it makes you days. feel better. Porter did have 11 points in that game after really just stinking it up from yeah. games two through four or two, two and three. It's better when I don't
2: watch mm-hmm. him. I'm uh, starting mm-hmm. to realize All
1: right, um, my, my best beat of the week.
0: Uh I think the series is over. I think Denver is going to come out and just wallop them. And I think it's going to start with an immediate bang. Denver to make their first shot attempt plus 100. I like it. Jokic will stand at the three-point line. He'll do this crazy behind the back to Murray. Murray will hit a three. And Denver will be off and rolling. Now, because I said that, they'll lose by 30 and blow a (laughs) 3-1 lead. But I do like Denver to hit their first shot attempt. So Peyton took my bet, called it bad about a first shot or a first point. And... That's because you picked Michael Porter Jr. He doesn't miss. <laughs> he missed the block.
2: Yeah, I know. I know. Um, I'm also sticking with Nuggets Heat. I I actually like. I'm going very back and forth. I'm exactly um, on what Peyton's saying, where I feel like the Nuggets will either blow them out by 30 or the Heat will will win and the Nuggets will. This will be kind of the stinker that they have this series. I'm gonna bet on that. It is a stinker for him. and the Heat force a Game Six. I have Heat plus eight. Obviously, the Nuggets could still win for my bet to hit, but I do bonus prediction think the Heat will win uh, tomorrow night.
1: And you really want the Heat to win because you don't want something to happen. We'll, we'll we'll get to that bet here at the end of NBA Finals about nuggets, what nuggets would, what could happen for you. Um, all right, good bet, Sarah. Uh, dirty Birds of the weekend. Um, I got Anthony Bass, uh, who's been very controversial the last. Uh, season was a Blue Jays reliever he was DFA'd this past uh, weekend I think it was on Friday uh, ended up getting picked up by the New York Mets um, so he's now a Met no longer a dirty or no longer a bird but he was the dirty bird of the weekend uh, he was very um, vocal about uh, his um, I guess anti-gay um, messages that he reposted on social media um, he ended up apologizing uh, but at the end of the day it just wasn't a good look for him and he was ended he was gonna have to he was going to be on the receiving end of the first pitch on pride night for the blue Jays, Uh, Kevin Gossman, who has been very vocal, very progressive um, in his own right. He ended up being the receiver on, on that end of the first pitch. Um, But the, the end, the popcorn is over. No more spilling popcorn from Anthony Bass in Canada.
0: Yeah. What a, what a very, let's call it eventful tenure for Anthony Bass there. Um, My dirty bird of the week. Nothing too dirty. Arthur uh, Kaluma Kaluma Kaluma. However, Kaluma, the transfer from Creighton, highly sought after, committed to Kansas State before even taking his Kentucky and Alabama visits. So that's good news if you're a Mizzou fan. Just looking at the rest of the SEC. Uh, only only things uh, dirty he did here was he did uh, Kentucky and Alabama dirty. As Kentucky continues to search for more than seven scholarship players. <laughs> yeah they're they're <laughs> struggling they're not, even gonna they're, not the team. they're not gonna be good next year man they're they're gonna have
2: the uh they're gonna have their whole season like that one minnesota alabama game from a couple years ago and like all of them
0: got ejected and they played with when it was players, like three so on even, five and yeah. colin sexton almost won the game yeah
2: for bama mm-hmm. um my dirty bird of the week uh, i'm going back to soccer i'm picking manchester city um yesterday or on saturday Manchester City won the Champions League, uh, which meant they become the, be, they became the second English team ever to win uh, the treble, which is winning the Premier League, the English FA Cup, um, and the Champions League. I think the only other team to do it was their crosstown rivals, Manchester United. What is uh, obviously a historic achievement. However, the Dirty comes in because they uh, did it with filthy, dirty oil money and cheating. So um, they shouldn't be in the premier league with the rules they violated. Uh, they have like a ton of financial breach, um, allegations and nothing's really being done on it. Nothing probably ever really will because money talks. So Mickey mouse trouble.
1: Jamie tart. Do 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 to do Jamie tart. Do 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 do. He did leave. He, he is left. back with Richmond. Um, I'm glad you're bringing soccer back into this, Jack. We we are now footballers on this. Yeah, podcast.
2: yeah. I knew I knew I'd get you guys eventually. That was the
0: didn't get me. So
1: oh, weird. I will. I will, Peyton. Um, <laughs> what'd you learn,
0: Peyton? Uh, this is not a best thing I learned. This really turned into the worst. Uh, baby Gronk, who we talked about a couple weeks ago, because him and Luther Burden were hanging out. He took a a tour of Mizzou. uh, had some unis on. Uh, his dad. Uh, it has come out is. Uh, quite the character let's call him that um he has dm'd pretty much everyone with a pulse and more than five thousand followers asking for a repost he's one of those classic uh how did you say his name todd marina marinovich marinovich Uh, marinovich Marinovich. marinovich is his name yeah which has a great uh not 30 for 30 but like an e60 on him that i remember watching um His dad has just been training him since he was a baby, pretty much. Uh, And he is just he he makes me feel bad for ever thinking LeVar Ball was a bit annoying (laughs) because this is next level what he's doing. LeVar Ball at least had sons that for sure were NBA players. And, you know, he was just a proud dad like this is something entirely
1: different. Yeah. yeah, I I don't know if i can compare him to LeVar Ball because I, I you never see baby Gronk's dad. You just see the videos of him. I mean, it is it is a lot worse in that sense that he is just exploiting his son to get, you know, he's just living through his son. I don't think LeVar necessarily lived through his son's, you know, Peyton. Good point there that they were actual athletes. They weren't just a seven-year-old, so Ball, eight-year-old kid. To yeah, yeah, LeVar he, Ball, he was, he was better than Jordan. He admitted that. <laughs> Played for the Eagles too. Um, but it's, it's just a, such a weird situation. I mean, I've known about baby Gronk for a couple of months now and he just kind of just really blew up in these last two weeks. Cause people are figuring out how weird of a situation it is. And you know, his, his dad's just living through him. Um, he's a, he's a Mizzou product. I mean, he's, he's on Mizzou's list, right? I mean, that's a future tight end in the making. Quite, he's quite, a future tight uh, end in the making for Mizzou.
2: Yeah. There was, there was the whole, uh, Livy Dune thing that blew up that really kind of pushed for this article or this Q and a is, is what it is on the athletic to be, um, written. I I've, I've been kind of diving into this a lot too. Um, there was a YouTube video that the writer whose name I'm, I'm blanking on off the top of my head. Um, but he did it, uh, with David Ubben, Mizzou alum, of course. Um, and, and one of the lead college football guys at the athletic. Um, and you know, the writer was talking about kind of getting ripped into, you know, why are you giving this guy a platform, um, you know, I think it's a, I think it's interesting. You know, it's something that was, that was being talked about who was this guy behind the scenes. Um, and Kenny, you, you make a, you made a really good point um, of, you know, with LeVar Ball and when all that stuff was happening, at least we saw him. It was, I was thinking about, you know, there, there's been other kids kind of like this. Uh, there was that kid, I think his name is Bunchy Young, if that name rings a bell, who he like, he ran the football out at the the Super Bowl. He was another kind of football um prodigy kid who had mm-hmm. he had a reality show about him on snapchat and his dad was like heavily featured in it definitely one of the characters but even like in in that i would watch it a little bit and even they would show that and they'd be like you know um he would just let him be a kid sometimes there were clips of him um ari wasserman wrote the uh, article by the way on the athletics so go go check that out if you're if you're able um to get kind of the, the inside of it but it's just it is it is so fascinating um kind of the response to all of it and you know what this guy is is doing he's talking about you know yeah i'm only really doing this to create kind of a um you know a, a fund for him to dip into no matter what he does with his life but yeah just the you know the the one there was one quote about it that he was like you know um it was like he's not a normal kid. Normal kids are emotional. They put their head down when they make mistakes. Talk back to coaches. They make noises, but he doesn't need to do that. He's been trained and programmed since he was six years old. The idea
0: using of- using the word "programmed" <laughs> with your kid is insane. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: it's just a it's just a very strange kind of compelling situation to look at it. And the other thing too that they emphasize in this that um, Ari and David emphasize these aren't visits he's taking. They don't count as visits. They're not, you know, he, they, the, the dad said himself, they don't meet any coaches. It is essentially all stunts. And they made another really good point too of, and I think this is prevalent with Mizzou being one of these schools, you know, what's kind of the school's role in enabling this to sort of happen and, you know, letting these kind of promotions happen. The dad kind of said it was, Oh, well, it's a billboard for the school, but it's like, You know where where does that where does that line kind of get drawn? Where you're like, why are you having this ten year old that you can't even really recruit, you know, come come to your school just to essentially do a publicity stunt? I think it's interesting.
0: Yeah, I I mean I don't I think uh, had all of the schools LSU, Kentucky, uh, and Mizzou were three that I know for sure did it. If they I think if more had come out about the whole how his dad has like kind of programmed him. Um, I I don't know how differently like if it would have changed things or not, but very weird, weird, weird
1: situation. Well,
0: and the other note too is is now what do what do schools
2: who have done this or were thinking about doing this? They look at the reaction to this article and and the guy's dad and say, well, we don't want this kid on our campus anymore. And you know, it's a it's an interesting situation. Sorry, Kenny, I cut you. You were gonna say something.
1: No, I, I was just thinking. I don't remember his name, and I can see him. He's a shorter basketball player. He was just one of the first guys to really post yep. like remixes, and it's, his name started with a J. And it's I Ju- Julian Newman. I was thinking so about it, him. It too. feels so much like Julian Newman's story. This kid, like, just showing out on YouTube. I mean, he had all these um, highlight clips of him just putting on handles and playing in these AAU tournaments. And he was eleven years old. He was twelve years old. He was nine. Like, he was around Baby Gronk's age. And of course, he's dominating these kids. I mean, he was more athletic, but he never grew. I mean, the guy is under six foot. He's maybe like five eight, five ten. In some of these videos you see of him today, mm-hmm. and he's still trying to get on the pro circuit. He's played overseas. He's never going to get it to the NBA. He's said before that he's declared for the NBA draft. He hasn't played in college. He didn't play at D one level. He's he missed that opportunity. And his dad just lives straight through him. And it's just like it's an act. It's not. He's not an athlete. He's not a real person. It's just he's an actor. And that's what this really just feels like it's going to happen. I think that's a, that's a
2: great point is, is, yeah, we've sort of seen this play out before the Newman's had a reality show made mm-hmm. about their entire family. This, the, uh, his sister, whose name I, I don't remember was also kind mm-hmm. of profiting off of this too. And, and like the parents were also kind of very, this one just feels weirder because in those, again, the whole family was kind of a presence. They were all characters. They made it a show it was clearly a shtick. And to be fair to Julia Newman, he's going to get sort of access to some things basketball wise, whether it's like weird celebrity tournaments or stuff like that, because of, of his fame when he was a kid, this, this thing with baby Gronk, like where his dad is just kind of in the shadows, just DMing people on Twitter. I don't know where the line is right now of, is it a Todd Marinovich situation where it's this really, you know, uncomfortable, like, grooming this kid just to be good at football and nothing else or is it a hey we're just doing this stunt and it's working and we're just going to try and profit mm-hmm. as much off of it? both are equally very strange and i think wrong and not a way to a parent a child if i'm throwing my two cents not that i you know know anything about that but regardless <laughs> um not yet okay <laughs> um, but yeah i think it's a i just think it's so strange but it's also it makes it so fascinating which again felt weird to bring it back full circle why people were going so in on Wasserman for writing this people wanted to know about this like we Mm -hmm. we learn about strange messed up people all the time um you know in documentaries and stuff people want to know about that stuff so Mm -hmm. that that I thought was another interesting that he was sort of getting trashed for even even giving this guy a platform
1: but I don't know. Yeah. It's not like Wasserman's giving, you know, he's giving him more coverage. I mean, that's, that's something that just happens from this, but this is a story that needs to be told. This is a story (laughs) that people need to know about that. There are people out there who live through their children and it's not a good sign. And I mean, I mean, baby Gronk, we don't know. Maybe this kid could be the next big deal. I mean, it's too early to tell. There's no way we could tell you right now that this kid could be a collegiate tight end. One day could be in the NFL. I mean, that's not something we can tell, but it's just the way that you read this (laughs) stuff and you're just like, there are, guys out there that do this and it's really mm-hmm. sad. I mean this I'm sure that he's he's thinking about it his son more he's saying like how we we're gonna make we're gonna give him this platform. If he doesn't go to the NFL, he'll have money in the end. But it just doesn't feel like he can be a kid. Right. And that's right. that's the end the whole right. thing in the end that people just need to realize.
2: That's what I was reading. I was like it's a nice idea to set to you know set your 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 kid up for a future, but it's just like
0: like you said, he can't be a kid. Like he's not mm-hmm. he's not gonna be different for the rest of his youth like in terms it's of how he's seen everyone else. It's fair to question the sincerity of that. Yes. Yeah, if that if that being the main reason when especially when you consider all of the guys this 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 dad is DMing just trying to get so much publicity. Like it really is kinda it's creepy. Like it feels like the dad is like just really living off the like he he, he tweeted today like he's trying to become an Olympic swimmer as we're five days trending on Twitter. That is weird. That's mm-hmm. weird stuff. Um, and you know, it also, I mean, just, it puts a target on the kid's back. I mean, if you're, if you're going like to a high school, like whenever baby Gronk gets to high school, um, if you see him on the other side, you're going to, if you're a linebacker or something, you're like, I'm going to hit him a little harder, I think. I'm gonna get my fifteen minutes. Or right. it's, it's it's setting up unnecessary drama on this kid, setting up unnecessary expectations. And at the end of the day, I question whether this is truly for if this dad is doing this for his son's future, or if he's doing it to have his time in the limelight. Certainly, yeah. Good, good. Uh, yeah, good. Good stuff on that.
2: That's it's an interesting, it's just a fascinating, fascinating situation. And I wanted to to touch on it kind of heavy because one, it concerns slightly the school that we have this podcast for being involved in some of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, with the whole Wasserman thing, um, you know, he just had some good perspective where he's like, as a journalist, like I trusted my instinct. I, I know this is a story that needs to be told. And I think he did a good job on that. So.
1: I, I'm I'm really glad you brought up the putting the target on the back real quick, Peyton. Yeah, because you feel like you can watch like a movie right now, like maybe even the Blind Side, and they'll just like, oh, I know you, like I know your story. You know, I'm gonna hit you a little bit harder. Like he sees you on the line, he's gonna say people are gonna say things to him. I mean, they're gonna hit, they're gonna take flags. I mean, that's just that people are <laughs> just gonna bully him, and that's definitely what's gonna happen. And I'm glad you pointed that out. Um, best thing I learned this weekend, uh, this just happened recently in the last couple of hours. I didn't watch the Canadian open. I didn't even know what was going on this weekend, um, but this doesn't happen if PGA and live don't merge. D- um, don't do any research on that, but this could have <laughs> possibly not happened. Um, Adam Hadwin who finished 14th um, in the uh, C- Canadian open today. Uh, he was 11 under. So he was celebrating because his best old pal, his best Canadian pal, fellow Canadian Nick Taylor won the RBC Canadian Open on a 72 foot birdie um, on the fourth playoff hole this Sunday. And he was tackled by a security guard. He Trapped. was just Hit pushing stick. the champagne everywhere. And this security guard just comes up behind him, puts him on the ground. And how do you do that to a professional golfer and just have no idea who this guy is? Of course, everyone else in the tournament is done. Every single hole is done. It's a playoff. This guy is following his buddy around. I mean, they, of course they were opponents in this tournament, but at the end of the day, he was following him around. He followed him to the final hole and was shooting champagne. He wasn't the only guy shooting champagne. There was another guy shooting champagne too, but he got put on the ground. And I thought that was one of the funniest things you'll ever see on a golf course. That was hilarious. Mm-hmm.
0: Would also like to point out, he was the first Canadian to win this uh, tournament in 69 years. So wow, it was a big, big deal for,
1: uh, yeah, he did. He took it back. There were there was like four Canadians in the top five too, which is even crazier. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, no one was out there today. Then it was the Canadian Super Bowl home mm-hmm. course
0: home course advantage. I was uh, there. You go. I was rooting for Rory, and Rory again uh, faltered. Fumbled. Finished twelve under. The 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 anti live
2: people need a big win for Rory because that's like that he's like their loudest, you know, kind of. Caller. He got
0: stabbed in the back by his own. Uh, his <laughs> he, own, sure his own he sure did. He sure did.
2: Best thing joining, I. Jack best thing I learned this week, um, Novak Djokovic is, uh, back on top of the tennis world of the grand slam circuit. Um, he now stands alone. He won the French open, which means he claimed his 23rd grand slam, which puts, puts him past now. Rafael Nadal. They were tied at 22, um, for, I believe the most, uh, men's, uh, grand slam wins, um, in the open era. Um, like I said, it breaks the tie. It also ties him with Serena now for the most ever between uh, men or, or men or women in um, the open era. So, yeah. Also, uh, ironically, the Grand Slam titles. So I believe it's the Wimbledon, U.S. Open, French Open, and Australian Open, which he's actually ironically
1: won the most, even though he's been kicked out of the country.
2: <laughs> so.
1: He's anti-vax. Yeah. Do you think a, it, that he stands guy, alone but... now? He stands alone. Do you think he should take over the pickleball circuit? <laughs>
2: oh, that's, yeah. Just, I, I, I've been wondering about that because that sport is blowing up. Very fun, by the way. If you've never played, mm-hmm. I highly recommend. Um, but yeah, maybe some of these older, older head tennis players when they retire, just go and <laughs> go and take that over. It's, it's a little different. I think it's a little too different. Mm-hmm. But imagine that you're just like a, you realize you're really good at pickleball, and all of a sudden you're playing Djokovic. <laughs> later on down the line i, I certain...
1: have i have stumbled upon professional pickleball on espn before there's no one there i feel so bad yeah. these are professionals out there and there's just no one there i'm, I'm sure it's fun I, I know it's taken over and even like sporting teams like the mets gave out free paddles to the first ten thousand fans at one game is a oh, cool. new york mets pickleball paddle so i'm sure everyone loves it everyone yeah, that plays it of course it's fun yeah
2: so um joker not, not the best dude, but he is back on top of the tennis world. Um, he's going to go number back number one. It was a guy named Carlos Alcaraz from Spain, and now it'll be Djokovic again. Wimbledon um, starts in July, right at the start of July.
1: So that'll be. You've been year. there. I have been there. It's very cool. You have to wear white. Um, so that's going to do it for the best things we learned this weekend. Ratio joke of the week. Um, ratio of the week. It, there wasn't that many good options, but I had to go with this one. Uh, peacock. The streaming platform had a game this morning. Uh, they had the Tigers on, and Zach McKinstry hit a pull side home run. And of course, he is left-handed, and so he pulled the ball to right field. And the Peacock official Twitter account replied. They ended up deleting this. That's how you drive it to the opposite field. Bomb emoji. Clearly pulled the ball. This game is on Peacock. They replied. Peacock replied, just you know, because they're interacting with the game that they have at the moment. Um, they deleted it, but it was up to four quote tweets in over 15 replies. I mean, it's not the biggest deal, but there were some replies that had 80 likes to eight right. likes. So that's that's where we sit there. And um, not a good look for Peacock.
0: Yeah. Come on, Peacock.
1: I okay, pay more attention than that.
0: They did. That could be the, your
1: dirty bird of the weekend, too. Yeah. that could. Oh, be but,
2: bonus. Yeah. yeah. Don't post dirty bird. At least they have the office. Mm-hmm. At least they have the office. OK, uh, good. Quick hits. Uh, gentlemen, we'll we'll segue back. We'll finish up the show with a little bit of NBA finals stuff. All right, we'll finish off the show with some NBA finals discussion. Don't know why Peyton did that. Um I'm just in a in jovial mood. Um, man. We talked a little done. bit about it. We we talked a little bit about it in quick hits, but the Nuggets are uh, starting to put the herd on the heat. Uh I think practically wise this this felt a little bit inevitable. They're up three-one. Um they got the dub on Friday night um in Miami. So they're taking it back to to Denver, they won 108 to 95. Jokic 23 and 12. Jamal Murray had 15 and 12 assists. But leading score for the Nuggets, Aaron Gordon 27 points, seven boards, six assists. He was he was really really impressive. Jimmy had 25. Bam 20 and 11. Um, yeah. Are
0: is is it over? Is it is it my over? It it, it sure feels over. Um, you can never ever underestimate what the nba has up its sleeve but um i, I mean god <laughs> the, the nuggets just feel so so dominant i mean even when uh Jokic and murray aren't putting up 30 and 40 apiece like they did in game three i mean you just get aaron gordon like okay i'll pick up the slack here i'll put in 27 uh and then mpj had a few big buckets bruce brown um, when Jokic got into foul trouble and had to come in in the fourth quarter, gave them everything they could have ever hoped for. It's just a good team, top to bottom. I mean, everybody can contribute at any given night, and it wouldn't overly shock you. Um, I mean, Yo- Murray only had, like, 15 this game. He didn't light the world on fire. He did have that big three when the Heat were making a bit of a run. But it just – I mean, the Heat uh, – they had a chance there once they got Jokic in foul trouble with like nine minutes to go, and the Nuggets ran away with it. Uh, so it, it does feel a bit over um, to me. The, the Nuggets are just too good right now. Maybe Miami picks up another game, uh, but I don't, I don't think the series is going much longer.
1: Yeah, and the, the one takeaway I had from uh, game, game four was that Christian Brown uh, had one point. One point in fifteen minutes, this guy it's just cool. finally got iced. Yeah. I mean, game three, he was unstoppable. He was the reason MPJ wasn't seeing minutes near the end of the game. Of course, MPJ was, you know, had an off day. I mean, game two and game three was I wasn't MPJ. That was just a guy who was looked lost out there. Just nothing was falling for him. And in that game three, off the bench, nineteen minutes, Christian Brown had fifteen points, four rebounds, had a nasty putback dunk. I mean, the guy looked awesome out there, and he was stealing minutes um at at the end of that game and right now i mean this is good for mpj at a bounce back game four um 11 points three rebounds um and it's it's pretty cool that they're the nuggets are piecing together games without a guy like mpj playing well
2: yeah i like they are they are in a real threat to kind of start to become a powerhouse if they can all stay healthy if these role guys can just continue to kind of accept their roles, that it doesn't really feel like they have anybody that like would want to, I don't know, leave or do something weird or try and really expect everyone just kind of seems to understand their role on this roster and with this team. And if they close this finals out, like they go into next season, they have everybody back next year. Um, mm-hmm. I guess it's, it's probably wishful thinking. Nuggets fans are probably would probably be yelling at me to stop thinking about next year already. Cause there's still, you know, a finals <laughs> to win, but I don't know. Like this is a, this is a very very scary team, just so balanced, so good. Like you said Bruce Brown 21 off the bench. I forgot to mention that. Um yeah, I I may have taken the Heat plus 8 and I might I might kill the parlay again. So, <laughs> you know, I it's it's interesting. Um I heard Bam was pretty terrible. It seemed seems like Bam was, was, was pretty not terrible. Very good. Um he when he disappears, they they can crumble a little bit because I just think I just think it's like and again, it, it's it's taking nothing away from the Heat. I think that's just the theme of this finals. They What they have done this playoffs is so impressive with the personnel that they have, given that they were the eight seed. Um, but I think the Nuggets just have, they can just make the Heat run out of gas. They have so many players that can just tire them out. And now they're back in the the elevation, too. So they've got that going for them. Um, but yeah, this is also, it, it, show, it goes to show pays off to be good in the regular season a little bit. The Nuggets have now played a Eight seed, four seed, seven seed, and eight seed in this playoffs. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you only you only can beat who's in front of you, and the Nuggets have been rewarded for being in a good
1: spot. So we'll see. Any other uh, predictions for him? Sorry, go ahead, Kenny. Go ahead. My my last thing uh, before, about the NBA Finals is that it's coming down. I mean, three and one. We talked about this now, but mm-hmm. this could be another win for Stan Kroenke, and oh, that's yeah. why I'm wondering where do people in Missouri like where do they cheer? I mean, you got one cheer for MPJ, <laughs> MPJ; he's a true son. He's the best M- Mizzou product in the NBA, of course. But at the same time, this could be another win under Stan Kroenke.
0: Yeah. Um, I think I'm they're pretty... MPJ. No, I, I don't. No? Okay, For the okay. most part, I think people know, like, well, what did MPJ do? He played, like, three games here, which isn't his fault, but it was the reality of the situation. And Stan Kroenke quite literally ripped the NFL team away from a large portion of Missouri fans. So I don't think... I think most people are going to err on the side of I would prefer to not see Stan Kroenke win a
2: ring. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Manchester City are going to stand in the way of him winning, I think, like five titles in a year with or like mm-hmm. in a year and a half or whatever it was, because he did it with the the um, the Rams, obviously. But then the Avs, too,
1: right? Mm hmm. Yeah, I think and his wife technically so owns him. It's it's all under the same name, but there's some rule that you can't own two, more than two American sports teams if you own an NFL team. So at okay. like the Avalanche are under yeah. his wife. So the, yeah. the Avalanche are, are actually his wife's franchise, but it's just the family's franchise. Yeah, so the
2: they country. have the Avs, they have the Rams. They almost had Arsenal, which I know he also owns, um, and they finished second in the Prem. And then
1: he, mm. he has the...
2: Does he have a fifth one? So would it just be four or nine, almost four? Nine.
1: I couldn't tell you. I don't think he owns another okay. franchise. He's not a baseball owner. So yeah. Yeah, Okay,
2: so there you go. Yeah, Rockies are next maybe. If he, mm-hmm. if he comes after <laughs> him or something. The A's. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a good point. They're all they're all heat fans. Um I had another thing. Oh, is this any other uh any other predictions? Anything maybe if they win, they'll be funny finals MVP. Got to be got to be Joker. I
1: mean, yeah. I I saw this, there was a tweet from Kevin Durant this past week about how Jokic doesn't want to be a superstar. Like he's one of the only, like he's one of the best NBA players to not be a superstar. He ended up deleting the tweet. Did you guys see this? I didn't. No. So I'm, I'm going to try to find it. I'm just to see if there's a screenshot online. Um, but he just, it was something on the, the lines of like, he's so good, but doesn't want to be a superstar. I mean, right. I, I found the quote right here. I don't think Jokic. Wants or cares to be a star, Kevin Durant tweeted. Go to work, go home, Facetime his horses, and hop in the pool. <laughs> and that that just sounds like Jokic. That's I mean, so real, they, yeah, they yeah. asked him about a stat after one of the NBA Finals games. Like, that's just a number. I don't care. And yeah. that's just that's just who he is. He seems like a great guy. I mean, who, I don't know anyone that hates Jokic. At the end of the day, I mean, there might be some might be Heat fans. Maybe some West fans are just annoyed with him because of how good he's been. I actually but. have. I have some uh, friends here back in Milwaukee that are just basketball fans that like, it's a weird little
2: cohort that all hate Jokic. I am not yeah, one of What's the but reasoning behind it, really... it? Like, I mean, he's not an know. annoying player. He just <laughs> plays the game. I mean, it's just, it's funny, but you're right. I think generally there is not a, a, a large coalition of Jokic haters, mm-hmm. unless you really love Embiid. And I guess there's that whole debate, but I mean, this playoffs kind of put it to shame because Embiid finally got the MVP from him. And then what did he do in the playoffs? Nothing. And what did Jokic do? He's about to go in another title.
1: So yeah, that Ripper. is a good point about a, those MB fans. NBA. I mean, probably a lot of 76ers fans probably don't like him. But at the end of the day, Embiid got the MVP. So, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know who who really just hates and this I, guy. I think this playoffs run has kind of proved that was probably
0: not the right decision. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Sure obviously, maybe. the playoffs don't get weighed. But like. Which is dumb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jokic is. I think it's pretty decisive uh, that he's the better player. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: the last point I'd make on that is just, it's just not just him scoring. I mean, we talked about, he had four assists in the game and the heat one. I mean, there's an obvious reason that he's creating shots for other players too. So it's, that's just another reason why he should have been the MVP. Yeah. So this is a, this is a must
2: win game for the heat. I think we're on agreement, right? We, we think that.
1: Yeah. can't lose. Yeah.
2: Right, Almost
0: being lose. eliminated. will will uh, tend to do that to you. Yeah. Must win. <laughs>
2: must win game for the heat. If they don't win this one, I, I don't know where they're going to go from there in the in the off season. Home,
1: <laughs> Payne does not like this. Uh, do you think um, there's a there's a suit in in the ceiling? Do you think they're <laughs> yeah. going to put some suits in the ceiling so they can come back and get yeah. like an yeah. extra grand went, just went in, in the ceiling seven. right now? Yeah, they bought they their they have their plane later.
2: tickets back from Miami to Denver uh-huh. for Game Seven booked already. Yep, yeah, that's the Jimmy mentality. The we'll Nuggets
0: eat. the Nuggets have uh plane tickets booked uh don't have plane tickets booked to Miami after Game Seven. That's all I'm saying.
2: <laughs> after game seven? Yeah. They're not gonna vacation. Read into
0: that what you will. Yeah. <laughs> they should all go to Serbia to celebrate the title.
1: Instead of Disney World.
0: Yeah. Don't invite the Morris twins.
1: On the one shining moment, it's just gonna be all of them on horses. Just so like one, just that. Did you, <laughs> did you say one shining moment? Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna make a one shining moment of just him riding, of everyone in Serbia riding horses, all the Nuggets players. I, I go through a uh, a like um, cycle
2: of every time I see one shining moment where I'm like, they should have this in every sport, and then I'm like, no, mm-hmm. it can't, it's not the same, it would never be the same. But it that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, we'll end the show uh, with with that. We'll leave you with one shining moment. Have a good weekend.